are listening to the Solid-ish Marriage Podcast. We are Scott and Betsy Neismer. We're marriage therapists, and we created this space to offer some reprieve from the expectation that you are supposed to have a perfectly solid marriage all the time, because that is totally not realistic. In today's episode, we get to experience Linnell and Brent. And Linnell is a dear friend of mine. She has taken the role of uh, a little bit of a mentor to me. And I love this episode because they get really vulnerable mm-hmm. with some of their, uh, th- some of their, their story. Stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I felt so privileged sitting with them. So I really hope everybody enjoys this as much as I did. This podcast is all about, all right, what is the shit that you've been through? Mm. What's the stuff that's been important, that's mattered to you? What was that like to go through? So I'm curious, like, is there any examples that come to mind? Any memories? Any stuff that makes your stomach turn or makes you skip for joy? You know, kind of starting out, I think there was an art to our relationship where Mm. it started out difficult. And I think as we got, I think both of us were good at finding either mentors or putting ourselves in positions where we were learning from older couples or attending a church or attending a Sunday school where we were learning stuff to advance Mm -hmm. our marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been an arc where it has gotten, it has gotten a lot better. Better Mm. over time. It it has gotten better over time. It's one of those things where I think both of us have settled in, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. In the beginning, there was a lot of headbutting. There was a lot of drama. Some of it was mm. circumstances, mm-hmm. but yeah. probably more of it was just us learning to live with each other. Yeah, sure. You've got a good story about our our, hun- our Which, honeymoon. So, in, uh-huh. before we get there, because I'm yeah. super, I want to hear that. But at at that time, so granted, you guys have you know the benefit of looking back yeah. and, and having perspective. At the time when you guys were in the, like, we are newly married and super struggling, how normal did you think you guys were? I don't think you, we, we really need to almost back up and talk about what happened six months before we got married. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> but how normal. Yeah. I think because we put ourselves in situations where we were in community with other couples, other are couples that yeah. were pretty transparent. I think uh, nice. we, we had a realization yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, this is hard, but there's hope for us because these other people have done this. Yeah, oh, I that, love that. That's really Maybe. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal because mm-hmm. when you yeah. w- when you're quiet about it and you don't reach out, right? Yeah. You do believe you're completely alone, right? However, we do have a story later in life about feeling alone, and that was I think that was more traumatic mm. than. Just before we got married? Than our mar- than our early marriage. Which one? Mm. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, what are you what are you thinking? Which one are you We had an issue with a ch- with a child, and probably mm. we could say more than one. But I'd say that because we felt so embarrassed, so alone, that was harder, I think, mm. to deal with than maybe our marriage was. Mm. I think I could probably go with that because it's one thing when you're the one having issues, you can deal with yourself. Yeah. Mm. But when your children are having issues, you really have no control. That's yeah. hard. You have no view yeah. of how mm. this is going to turn out. You have no... 
because I liked control mm. and I'm a little codependent. I liked, I definitely, I definitely was hooked into that whole mothering thing. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yep. But yeah, I mean, and then when, when things go south anyways, did you go the insecurity route of like, it's bad enough when I blow up my life, but yes. I've now blown up my child's life. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Definitely. I went off the edge. <gasps> I mean, I lost the ability to think living was worth it. Oh, wow. Right on. And I lived in that silence. I would say Brent knew about it probably fairly early on. Yeah, I would say so. But that was a, wow. I remember sitting on the bathroom yeah. floor. That was a startling oh. evening. Can, yeah. uh, are you guys willing to tell us that story? Well, yeah. I mean, again, our children's decisions are still theirs. Sure. Mm. And I'm not at liberty to really share we yeah. don't need their decision no, no, no. Yeah, but, for but me, like that moment when you're yeah, on the bathroom me, floor what is that uh well that was after having already having having two and a half years of sobriety from not going there anymore but so what, i would describe say what going there means yeah. going there means um for me it was <clears throat> thinking holy shit all my life i've given to being a really good mom mm-hmm. and it turns out I'm not. Oh yeah. And that is such a painful thing to th- Yeah. Think. And and so much of my identity was wrapped up in being yeah. a mom and yeah. doing all these fun things and and doing a lot, but also being so close kind of to situations in life and being a bit blinded by my own um behaviors. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That I'm sure, and I know, injured our children mm. um, at varying times in various ways. Um, mm-hmm. sure. But when I kind of hit that, and I had been at this place before in my life, so I knew what depression was. I knew what it meant to consider suicide, and I knew what it was to write the note, and I acted on it wow. when I was 21. Oh. Left. I, I know. Yeah, I was out. I was out for the gout and I overdosed on prescription drugs that I'd taken um, from someone else. And I, I didn't want to live anymore. So oh. I knew what it was to climb out of that hole, you know, so many years ago and thought, sure. I'll never go there again because right. I'm so happy, right? Yeah. yeah. But no, sadly, um, I hadn't dealt with some of the issues that I started to uncover back then. Mm. Um, and codependency was one of them. And when they say codependency can kill somebody, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it really absolutely. Can. So mm-hmm. for me, I just started to think, well, if I can't do this, I can't. What's my reason for living? They'll be better off. And I honestly believed that my kids would be better off with someone else being their mom because I was I was such a mess up. I was just going to hurt them yeah. more and I didn't want to hurt them. And I didn't honestly want to kind of see how things were going to turn out because I didn't see that they were going to turn out very well, maybe. Right. And I didn't, I just didn't think that, I just felt like they could have better. Yeah. And yeah. I just honestly, in that dark place, you just think everyone will be better off if I'm not here. Yeah. That's scary. All right. And I can, I can only imagine like what that identity shattering feels like. As a woman and as a mom and as a wife, I, I had to wrestle with that idea that if I leave they will have that as their parting memory of me that I gave up. Yeah. And I never, I'm pretty stubborn. 
I would say. I would say. Everybody would say. (laughs) (laughs) We get in here. Oh my gosh. I'm very strong minded. And it was just that negative mind had just taken hold and it Mm. just wouldn't relent. And I knew I had done this before. I had to just not go there anymore. I had to just Mm. not think ending my life was an option. But I remember, you know, having had like two and a half years of not going there and then having kind of an altercation with somebody in our life and they said some things that really hurt me Mm. and I just I'm like that's it and we went to a party even that night and I was just I was gone I was gone Mm. in my mind I was standing on that edge that abyss of no see it's not worth it everybody would be better off without you Mm. And I came home and I don't know how the night went. I really don't remember. It was a very dark night. And I remember sitting on that bathroom floor and just Brent sat there with me. And I just remember Mm. saying, that's it. I'm just, I can see myself. I'm looking into the abyss and I'm trying hard not to go down there. But I just, I just don't know that I have the strength. Yeah. Wow. And he didn't try to stop me and my thinking. He's not a fixer. Mm. Yeah. That's like what, and I want to know, what, like, yeah. what were you going through? Brent? Well, it's a, a, a tremendously scary thing to have your wife say, you know, I want to kill myself. Everybody right. would be better off without this me. This is the so, woman you love. And yeah. there she was on the bathroom floor. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it's lies. Life is mm-hmm. difficult, but, yep. the, you know, we wouldn't have been better no, off of course. Course. no absolutely not and in my and right I, mind i know that now right, right. yeah right of course. Yeah. And, and i think i had you know i'd seen you yeah. conquer this before so there was an element of you know there's hope you're not you're not hopeless in the situation but it was yeah. it was it was very scary because it was yeah. it, if anything it was actually i think when things maybe in our life mm-hmm. was getting a little mm-hmm. bit better it was yeah. kind of on the upswing yeah and then it, it kind of pulls the rug out from underneath. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what was that like for you? I mean, now that you're here looking back on it and here we are recounting this umpteen years mm-hmm. later, right? Mm-hmm. And you're listening to him talk a little bit about his experience through this. What's that like looking back at yourself and knowing that he was there with you the whole time that your husband was watching you was, was, sitting there with you mm-hmm. in that place of absolute depravity, right? Yeah. Brokenness. I think it comes back to, again, we, we mentioned I would get on an airplane that Brent was piloting. Oh. Because. Mm. She's sweet, but she doesn't have very good judgment. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> sh- <laughs> Meaning what? <laughs> he just likes to make a joke. Yeah, if he can make a joke, he's just going to. And that's probably what's telling That's why I offend a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> trying to take the spotlight off himself. I see you. I see you. Yeah. No, I think that's one of the reasons I fell in love with him was mm. because I knew he was steady. Mm. And he was, I mean, I always told people when I, when we got together, he's kind of like my Jesus with skin on. Oh. And yeah. I can count on him. And even in the darkest place of my life, I could count on him to be there. Even if I yeah. would have made the decision, yeah, I knew that Brent was going to be okay. Mm. But I also no, Brent wouldn't that, have been okay, right? Yeah. But mm. I also knew that that 
wouldn't have been a reason to do it. It would have yeah. been totally disobedient yeah. to do, to have done it. That is sure. so powerful, though. Like, yeah. t- I know that I can go as dark as yeah. I think I'm possible, yep. and it, he'll be there. He'll it be will there. not be too exactly. far for him to go. Exactly. That That's is huge. That is such a yeah. big thing. He's. I've. I'm not too much for Brent. Wow. That's wild. And I'm a lot. <laughs> Right. Prince that's Prince seriously that's a that's there. a wild that's a wild thing because so like <laughs> literally like uh, a couple episodes ago uh we were i was teaching about pursuer withdrawer roles mm. in the marriage mm-hmm. and how like typically the withdrawer will have the core belief of i'm not enough and the pursuer will have that belief of i am too much that's hmm. me i'm too much oh right and so it's it's amazing that's like okay as a pursuer linnell you actually have enough secure attachment with this guy. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I know that I'm a lot, but I also know that I'm not too, too much, much for this guy. Yeah. I cannot push him away no matter how dark I yeah. go. He yeah. will be there. That is such a big deal. Right. Literally, yeah. in and my opinion, the most powerful aspect of a healthy relationship. It right is. There. And if we look at our relationship with God too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Very that's exactly much. what exactly. he wants for our marriages Marriage. is that secure relationship that no matter what I am here with you, I will go to the cross for you. Mm-hmm. And he wants that for our relationships. Yep. And when we feel like maybe they won't, maybe if I do go this way or make this choice, I don't know if he, she will follow me there that's when we start to get really scared. Yeah. Side note, interesting. Uh, so had a conversation with a client recently about something related to this, where we were talking about the fear of, uh, God judging me as good or bad. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and how, like, frankly, most of us, when we think of God's judgment, we think of like, it's between good or bad. Mm -hmm. And like what we ended up talking about is how like God's judgment, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, anyways, is actually about, it's judgment between are you worth it or not? Yes, the worthy. Mm-hmm. Right, and mm-hmm. and like just the the freedom of okay, it's it's not it's not about okay if I go this dark, then God will judge me as bad and therefore blah blah. blah. Right. But it's am am I still worth it mm-hmm. even though I've gone this dark and and how like the Bible's full of those messages mm-hmm. like you are worth it. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You cannot go so dark where you become not worth it to me. Yeah. I just oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And to feel that in our human relationships is really freeing and mm. beautiful. So question there, <coughs> following that, that incident, incident mm-hmm. were there helpful things that I did? Or my opinion is it's probably more the support system that you had at CR with close friends. I mean, mm. you had a support system. Mm. For those that don't know, CR is? Uh, uh, celebrate Recovery. Right on. Mm-hmm. Celebrate recovery. And what was the most helpful kind of for you? Because you did, I mean, it, it went dark real quickly there, but it, and it, you know, it took a little while, but you, you dug yourself out of that pit, I think hmm. fairly quickly. And I look at it and I go, I don't think I did anything. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, but I you listened, have to but remember I had been in that pit, pit for two years, two and a half, three years during some really tough stages of mm. our parenting life. Mm. So I had been in that pit for a long while. For a while. Mm. And then I was out of the pit for a long, you know, for a period of time. And mm-hmm. then I fell into it so quickly and jumped back out of it going, no, I don't want to go down there. Yeah. That's uh, hot. That's hot. Right. I don't want to go there. Yeah. yeah. 
So, and I think I appreciate about because you've never been somebody who's wallowed in no. a bad situation that you've no. been in. You're you're pretty able to extricate yourself from that. Yeah. What's interesting to me though is that like Brent automatically goes to the position of yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't do that much. <laughs> yeah. Right? Whereas like, so like I'm th- like I'm thinking he asks you the question. I'm like, well, d- she's gonna say he he did all sorts of stuff. It, mm. His right? like, his steady rock right. consistent um voice yeah. his mannerisms mm. his um i can he's just so count onable is that a word it is now he's so count onable yeah and anybody who knows him knows that you can count on brent and that's, i could count on him right. and i just knew Which, that like, that's amazing uh, and on, on brent's side would be like I'm just here. Like, what's special about that? And and Linnell's like, that's the point. That's You're everything. here. That's yeah. exactly that's the, point. the point. Yeah, You're here. When everybody you show have up, gotten tired of listening to the same old rant. And trust me, my husband has let me know when it's time to stop talking. It's <laughs> <laughs> that fishing analogy. I love that because it, it kind of speaks to, in the emotionally focused therapy world, it speaks to one thing that we teach a lot, which is you make space for whatever your spouse is experiencing first yes before you try and comment on it or correct it or apologize for it or anything like that the very first thing out of the gate is you make space for what they're experiencing and that is exactly what happened on that one dark weekend is Mm. he just sat on the floor yeah he just sat on the floor with me and he didn't try to tell me that's huge right i I don't need you to feel better no i don't need you to give me some hope just to sit here with you Mm -hmm. i'm just here i'm just here you're worth it where you are and i think that's where um we haven't like done much couple therapy you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. we did in the beginning but i think that's what teed us up to have such a great uh i i a real you know strong connection Mm -hmm. was six months before we were married we're going to get married i panicked Mm. So I have a little history yeah. of being a little obsessive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's, you're going the direction that I want to, because it's like, okay, the, you know, way down the line, we get the story of, okay, here's struggle yeah. done really well right. yeah. because we have such secure attachment. But before right. we had secure attachment, yes. what was that like? I didn't know that I could <laughs> right. count on him. Right. <laughs> I right. did not know that I could count on him. Yeah. And I was scared because he lived in Detroit. I lived here in Holland. I was going to be moving to Detroit, getting married. We hadn't spent a ton. Our relationship was done long distance. Oh, we that's only had, tough. What two and a half months together in a summer? Yeah, probably a summer. Wow, that's it. I'm pretty sure everybody's like, whatever, no big deal. Those are easy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so I and it was up to a certain point. It was, and then it wasn't, and then it yeah. wasn't. And I, I panicked and went, "What am I doing? I'm marrying this guy that I don't know really that well. What mm-hmm. if I can't? What if he? Oh no. Yeah. What if?" And yeah. I just started going down that rabbit trail of yep. all the what ifs. And we immediate, I immediately recognized, because I'd been down this train before, of <laughs> unsure of my future. And we went into counseling right away. And we signed up for um, a marriage encounter or mm. an engaged encounter that we went to. But we didn't don't go to that until like about a month before we got married. But all that time in counseling, you know, I kind of finally realized that I just kind of have this glitch. I have this glitch in my brain. It's mm. call it a negative glitch, call it a obsessive glitch. I don't know what it is, but it's a glitch. Mm. And mm. I, I kind of came to own that. Okay, I have a glitch. Hmm. Yeah. And Brent is here to help me with that glitch. 
He's not against me. Wow. He's for me. Yeah. I and love that. that How long huge. did it take to believe that? Because I yeah. imagine there's there, like there's you know obviously there's moments where I get so triggered that I just can't believe it at all. But I'm I'm guessing there's that time where okay, you know, early in the relationship he would say stuff like, "Hey, I'm I'm in this forever," and it would just kind of like bounce yeah. off my right. forehead and yeah. like you know land sure. on the floor. Yeah. And then came the time where I could actually take that in. Yeah. How long? How long do you think that took? Well, let's all be honest. I had fear of commitment. You know, some people have fear of missing out. I had fear of commitment. And so I'm like, you know, I'll marry him and I'll see how it goes for a year. (laughs) (laughs) This is new to me. (laughs) Oh, new information. And every year we sort of just, you know, re-up our contract. 12 months probation, buddy. (laughs) No, I was... 28 years later, still on probation. (laughs) Pretty sure. (laughs) I don't those, know how long it took. Those first couple those years were rough. Early years were kind of mm. rough. And I mean, when we were dating, I didn't do anything to engender commitment or, or to shore up your fear no. of me either. No. What so, does that mean? Um, I had a few relationships with, because I, I went to school. So I'm surrounded by other ladies in the architecture program that I was in. And mm. um, to, I think, more out of my ignorance, I think. I don't think I was chasing any of them, but more out of my ignorance, the relationships made her nervous. And I should have seen that, but. Ignorance I is bliss, didn't. baby. <laughs> so that was a, st- a stumbling block and a fear. Mm, that was yeah. one. So mm-hmm. everybody else knows that Brent is gorgeous. And amazing and rock yeah. steady. <laughs> this is the guy that did not date in <laughs> You sound like me. Like I, I didn't know that I was capable of attracting yeah. a female yeah. until like college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of exactly what happened too. Yeah. For right yeah. He didn't know he was all that. I and was I'm, very awkward. Mm-hmm. I've grown into my skin a little bit. Yeah. He is good. So like, looking. but I hear you saying that like, hey, I didn't see you and how, how my stuff was impacting you yeah. right. and and yeah. therefore I wasn't really helping you with your fears yeah. very I would much. Say yep. and there was a history because yeah. you had a boyfriend that did kind of that same thing maybe to a greater extent so there was mm-hmm. some fear of history repeating itself yeah. and I didn't do very much to quell that fear yeah. right and I mean I would say although Brent was an old soul and he was steady mm there was an emotional intelligence quotient that was lacking. <laughs> can I be so blunt? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Absolutely. It still is for the most part. <laughs> and my favorite thing about my husband is he would be, let's all just say, he would be angry. Mm. And he, I would say, what are you so angry about? I'm not angry. I'm frustrated. Ah. In my head, I'm going, There's but a they difference. look the same. Right. They look the same. Yeah. He's or like, angry. What you are know? you mad about? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave me alone. I'm not angry. And, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not th- angry. <laughs> I think there are times that I don't know. Right. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. And so I yeah. think that um, I, I would say I have a fairly high EQ. Yes. Mm. That would be the only thing that probably consistently in our marriage has been hard yeah yeah i'm not a natural relator yeah because right, i'm hearing you know i'm you know linnell's over here freaking out like oh god what if this and what if this yeah. and uh, what if i'm not enough for him or yeah. i'm too much for him or he's yeah. not ah. 
and Brent's over there like, mm. oh well, yeah. His like greatest anxiety would be like, I wonder if I'm good at sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny story. That's a whole different one. Come on, we got to tell that story. Well, what story are we telling? Um, go ahead, baby. Sex story. And how good sex is. Here we, we could go. talk about that. But in all honesty, <laughs> oh. when we got married, I knew he had dated. A couple girls, <laughs> not very many. Yeah. We won't talk about my dating life. <laughs> but, um, and we were in a church, a really large church in oh, Detroit. Yeah. I do remember this. And we were asked, and I don't even know why they asked us at all, but we were asked to be on this panel for the youth group. And so they had three different married, three different stages of marriage, and we were the youngest married. Oh, no. Okay. And so we get to this um, panel discussion, and... Um, you know, they're asking the married couples all different questions and somebody pipes up and says uh, to us, well, how old were you when you <laughs> when you had your first kiss? And Brent said 22. And I went, <laughs> she's doing math. <laughs> doing math in my brain going, hold up. And I looked at him and I went, what? Are you kidding me? I'm your first kiss? How can that be possible? I was wow. his first kiss. It's not something that comes up in normal conversation, really. Right. Because he right. kissed so, so I, I so, knew with right. him, he right. was not a good kisser. Oh, Brent was a really good kisser from the, from nice. the get-go. I, Look at you. He yeah. you, you have a good, uh, maybe low uh, EQ, but you have a good PQ. <laughs> F- physical quotient. There you That's go. That's it. Yeah, I would have never guessed that at all. He was just wow, yeah, and you know, I I would say I was a pretty judge, pretty good judge of that sort of a thing. But right. yeah, a lot so of, that a was lot of kissing funny. history. But was was he good at sex right away? Yes. Oh, are ah. you kidding! I mean, the funniest story, really. Well, Can we talk about that? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Brent, Brent's over here dying. <laughs> It's like, what are we talking about? Where did this turn? This is not (laughs) on the sheet. (laughs) Yeah, this is not on the sheet. (laughs) I mean, he has more self-control than I'm sure any human being in the States. But just, he was so slow and gentle and he didn't rush the first night together at all. That's impressive. Yeah. And we were just mesmerized. So I'm assuming... First kits equals also first yeah first sex right that's yeah, right. Yeah. it's like a person like I will have sex with you but I'm not kissing you <laughs> I'm saving the kiss for can you wife. imagine <laughs> kisses for my wife lips <laughs> right anything else is all game <laughs> but not the lips yeah I would say we definitely hit it off I'm I mean I had to oh. guess that's there really cool probably a lot of marriages that we have a lot of chemistry so that's fun so I want to uh, like. And we kind of touched on it, but I want to get back a little bit to this of before we had the confidence in each other mm-hmm. yeah. and back when we were like, I I am in fact too much for this guy guaranteed mm. or like, there's no way that I'm going to be enough for her. Mm. What describe some of the hard moments, some of the conflict moments that you guys you went like through in the early marriage. Yeah. Yep. Early marriage where I you just like, you did not <laughs> well, see each other and. I know you threw up a lot. Is that what you said? No, I drove off a lot. Oh, I, drove <laughs> <laughs> I drove off or I mm. slept on the couch a lot. He never has slept on the couch. Mm. I'm the one that pulls away. Right? right he on. pulls in. Yeah. I pull away. Yeah. yeah. Different, okay. different, different yep. pulling. Right. Different yeah. pulling. But so, so, Brendan, I want to know, okay, mm-hmm. first couple of times that, you know, okay, conflict, we're early married. My wife drives away. What are you going through in that moment? 
I got homework. <laughs> what is yeah, that? I mean? never I never had the he feeling that she was oh. driving to leave. Um I think I was probably preoccupied more than anything, um, finishing up school and mm. um early in the marriage. I remember driving with you in Detroit and <gasps> in Detroit you're always in traffic jams. Mm. And she would get so upset. She would in de- in Detroit. Oh, ooh, ooh, she yeah. would get out of the vehicle and walk between the vehicles down the highway. No joke. And no I'm joke. like, get back in the car, <laughs> you yeah. fool! Wow, I right. forgot about that. <laughs> I would get yelled at. Get over a lane. No, yep. get back in this lane. No, yep. take that ooh. lane. Ooh. So right. What's the emotion of that eye roll right there? <laughs> <laughs> it's just. No matter what you do, you're going to be stuck in here. There's uh, no, yeah. there's no curing this. It's sit back, enjoy it. There's nothing you can do. You're out of control. Yeah, uh-huh. and just, and I know like there's a ton of people like typically stereotypically husbands that can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Like, there is n- doesn't matter what yeah. you do. There's yeah. nothing that can be done. Right. What was that space like for you? Like he's like I keep ending up in this space of there's nothing that I can do to be enough. I'm not sure. I felt. Hmm. I'm not sure. Like, did it? Is that what? what apparently, you never got angry back then. You were just frustrated, right? So, is, <laughs> that, is, that, so is that what oh, frustrated you, you back then? I think there was there was an element of that when you observe. I don't know somebody that's trying to control a situation that's uncontrollable. Yeah. That you you just kind of look and go, this is kind of futile. Right. Yeah. But I'm not sure how I. I don't know what's your what's your how, how did translate. I respond or how did I I can only think of silence oh and I just uh, kind of shut down and yeah. went I guess that's the way yeah. she's gonna yeah act. you can't control her you, you can't, can't control yeah. the traffic just yeah. meh yep yeah. yeah that makes sense you can control yourself yeah so well, it's like like Linnell when we were saying pursue which are Linnell points over but like withdraw <laughs> over there Mr. Brent <laughs> and that's like that's a great example of like I'm having yeah. some pretty big feelings right now and pecking at you, you know, trying to get control back. Right? Right. And, and Brent, you're over here like literally there's nothing that I can do to make this go better for myself, for her. And so. Yep. And again, there's something comforting about that, too. Sure. Yeah. Something even, secure about. Even back then. Yeah. I'm curious what if, if you happen to know. If I had a guess, I can see myself in that. I remember now. I think it was just the idea of I can be difficult to be around and mm. somehow he still loves me. What a mm. crazy fool. Yeah. I want to be better for that. His steadiness and trust me, I'm sure he he reacted back then. It's twenty eight years, Scott. I yeah. Can't remember <laughs> everything. Right. Um but for me there is something that I can I can feel in my muscle memory that he just still was steady. Even yeah. if he's going to be silent, he's going to be steady in it. Yeah. Even if he's going to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. That makes a lot of sense that he was, he was the steady when you, you couldn't be, you felt yeah. so out of control and, and he was that yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. And it was really comforting to know that that was always there. What I find interesting about what you guys are talking about so far is the, what's, kind of the typical pattern in relationships, like especially pursuer withdrawal relationships is that when the withdrawer withdraws and like, Hey, there's nothing I can do. So I shut down. 
typically the pursuer keeps going right that will that'll like they won't really feel comforted by the steadiness of it they'll feel Mm. more abandoned like i do not feel loved by you i feel like you don't even give a shit even though this matters a lot for me right you don't see yeah because you're you're just there stone-faced and i think there there were elements of that i can remember where you know you would i would probably literally leave the room and you would right after me why won't you talk and mm, yeah. I've said everything I wanted to in the first 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. right. it's been going on for two hours right. like, would, would you yes. like me to repeat it like what <laughs> but I think mm-hmm. the thing that that reminds me of is you know as we went through that I think we made some progress on that and it reminds me of what Nadine and John talked mm-hmm. about I don't remember if it was after we were yeah it was yeah. after we were married about three years married mm-hmm. it was an older couple that we visited that were missionaries in Alaska and they they would say the same thing Linnell you need to you know rain step in. down rein in a little bit and Brent mm-hmm. you need to step up mm-hmm. so that was the mm-hmm. challenge to me and that was something I'm, I know I wasn't good at at first I think I've gotten <laughs> You know, I went from here to about here, so I've gotten a little bit better. <laughs> wow. Let it be noted that he made a tiny little motion <laughs> on the <laughs> table, uh, <laughs> fingers almost <laughs> touching. And I would say he's made a whole lot more in the last six years. Hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, both of us are insecure, kind I of did. as our base. Sure. We were insecure yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And we've worked at becoming more of who we need to be not just mm. for the other person but right. really who we are yes. and who we aren't yeah yes. i don't try to be something for brent that i'm not and he never asks me to he yeah. doesn't ever say mm-hmm. turn can you turn it down a little you're being yes. too much you know what i'm saying yeah i know enough and that's when i'm being really too much. yeah right and there's enough shame around yes that. yeah but at the yeah. same time i have given him that freedom to say to me because I know I'm too I know I'm a lot Mm -hmm. and I have asked him to be that in my life and Mm -hmm. he'll say this three three, I was gonna say I say it all the time what do you mean I hardly ever say (laughs) (laughs) three word (laughs) phrase is too many words uh Linnell okay that's (laughs) too many words Linnell yes I and so when we kind of started to get into that rhythm of be yourself, mm. just respect the fact that I need you to be cognizant of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And when he realized, oh, I get angry. Mm. Oh, I am really angry. And he started recognizing the anger in himself mm-hmm. and started owning that. Mm-hmm. Huge point that right there. huge yeah. for us. Yeah. I, that has been more in the last, wouldn't you say? That has been more lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you say you know Brent owning his anger, and I guess what I, what I hear kind of throughout your entire story, even pre-marriage, is we were very very cognizant and busy working on owning our own stuff. Yeah, is that would you say that's true? Her much more than me, but agreed. Okay, me much more than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that it was forced upon <laughs> 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 to own his shit. Yeah, yep. but that's like Linnell. When you say you know, like okay, when when Brent was withdrawing, mm-hmm. I experienced that as 
comforting rather than abandonment. True. Mm-hmm. I hear the evidence of the work, the personal work that you had right. been doing for years yes. up until that point. Right. Yes. And that's, that's what I'm seeing as the difference between, okay, what was it about this exact same situation that is so overwhelmingly horrible for frankly, most pursuers and for you, it was actually either not that bad or somewhat positive. I'm thinking like you had been doing a lot of work yeah. on yourself. Yeah. You had been owning a lot of stuff yeah. about yourself. So you weren't really focused on what are you doing to me? Right. And how dare you make me feel this way? It's like you, you were already well practiced yep. in no, mm. these are my feelings yeah. Yeah. and I need to deal with them. Yep. Yeah. Right on. So Scott, did mm. you notice in this episode how there is bookends Right, where mm. at the beginning and at the end, they spoke about how they really worked on themselves before anything else. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. the key for Brent and Linnell right. right there is I'm going to work on my own stuff and then show up as a whole person. Yeah, I did. Like, I, I loved that aspect of them. Yeah. That, like long long history of hey i've got my stuff hey i'm gonna work on my stuff and because of that i can see you more clearly Mm -hmm. i can i I feel less panic about whether or not you're here whether or not you're safe whether like Mm -hmm. around my own insecurities like that's way less painful for me and therefore i can appreciate you in this marriage yes a lot more That, that was really cool yeah i loved it so thank you so much brent and Linnell, for sharing your story and i know there's a lot more to your story than than what you shared here but we appreciate the vulnerability that you guys displayed here and um thank you yeah and thank you everyone for listening um and as always we want this to help the world so please help us out by liking sharing commenting um and uh let us know your feedback on if you'd like to have us address any topics uh if you want to volunteer for us to interview you anything like that um but uh so you're welcome to to reach out to us anyway and you can always look at our website upgradeyourmarriage.com we have marriage intensives marriage counseling and um, yeah the two-day hold me tight intensive it's the awesome sauce we love doing it it is so fun so if you guys uh need anything extra we are happy to help Mm -hmm. and until next time stay solid-ish